Hello and welcome to the Amanda Perry podcast, a weekly memo from my brain to yours. 20 minute brain slurp to listen to on your commute or run or while you're having a bath because honestly, who has an hour? Definitely not me. So the idea is a little bit from me and then a load from you. Every week I'll be asking for your questions on Instagram and I'll answer them on here giving you a little shout out along the way. Welcome back to episode A. Little apology up front. I didn't put an episode out last week. I know you were on, all on the edge of your seats, weren't you, waiting? Um, I'd gone away, and do you know what? I just, I, I kind of forgot about it. I'm going to be really honest. Last week was a bit crazy, yeah, so apologies out of the way. I'm really sorry. I'm really, really, really trying to be consistent with this because... As we all know, life gets in the way and podcasts are one of those things that we start and don't continue. And I really want to I really want this to become like a body of content that people can look back over and can help depending on what your particular issue is. So apologies first. I know it didn't ruin anyone's week. Um, However, I do want to take accountability for that. So I'm really sorry I didn't get around to doing one last week. Anyway, this week is this week, isn't it? And what a week it's been. It's been a bit of a crazy week for me. I announced my um, competition on Instagram that I've had running for the last what, three weeks-ish? I'm trying to think when I announced it. I actually can't remember. Three or four weeks anyway. So I announced it when I was on 8K. And the idea was that we would, um, it was this like sort of race to get to 10K. So as soon as I got to 10K, I said, right, I'm going to announce the winner. And it was really funny because people who um, applied really early on were sharing and trying to get me to 10k and the people who still hadn't applied and were putting their application together because the idea was like the more creative the better um were really really (laughs) hard in fire back until they got their application in and as is the nature of our lives and time and the time it takes to put effort in the entries that were that came in like a bit later on were ten in in my opinion were just getting better and better. I was like, oh my god, how am I ever gonna pick a winner from this? And it was really really tough. If you look back on my Instagram, I have announced the winner, and it's Rachel from My Roo Skincare. And I chose Rachel for a load of reasons. A, her application was fantastic, and she did the creativity bit, but she also did a really detailed explanation of how the money would be spent and what she anticipated it would make her in return and how she wanted to work with me and how the mentorship would um, you know, impact and help her business, which gave me a really clear picture of how I could help her. It's a product that I know, I know the industry, I love skincare, and it was something that I really thought I could get my teeth into and really help her and really, really make a big difference in her business. All the applications were fantastic. All of the businesses were brilliant. Um, some of them weren't e-com, which is fine. I still went through the entries and kind of, you know, glanced an eye over them as well um there were some really creative ones so I actually ended up announcing eight runners up for the business um for the competition and they were absolutely fantastic as well and they ranged from no guilt bakes who did like a 
um, Love Actually sort of take off about their cakes, which was really funny. They reenacted Love Actually, where he stands at the door with the, the cards. Swati from Cheeky Food Co., who did this really funny video with her two girls in it, really kind of sending herself up. Jessica Shan, who sent me these beautiful illustrations with her entry. Vicky from Memel, who put to, actually put together a podcast, which was brilliant. Really, really clever, thoughtful, like committed, I guess. I guess that's the word that I'd use. Really, really intelligent, clever entries. And I really appreciated it. I'm not going to lie to you. Like this weekend, I'm recording this yesterday, if you're listening to it tomorrow. So I'm on the Sunday where I launched this on the Monday. I don't usually leave it so last minute, but it's just been one of those weeks. But I really felt it like I really one of the things I just did not anticipate was the kind of I don't know if this is going to sound overly dramatic, but like emotional burden of having to choose a winner out of all these people. I must have had I actually haven't totaled it up, but somewhere between 250 and 300 entries and the um, emotion. So the burden of like choosing an entry out of those, but also the messages I was getting. Katie from Milk and Moon did this um, brilliant song with her ukulele and she put it on her main Instagram feed and she's got about 30,000 followers. So I was getting like absolutely bombarded by all her followers saying, you have to pick Katie, like, please pick Katie DMs, like messages, comments on their comments on my feed. And it was like the whole experience was amazing and incredible and really, really showed me the power of Instagram and the power of um, these communities that we're building. But it was also really overwhelming a lot of the time, not just because of that incident. It was like the culmination of everything that was going on. I don't know. It was just just a really special but but quite overwhelming experience. So it's been nice to have the weekend and just chill out a bit, even though I'd love to tell you I haven't been online at all, but of course I have. Um, so I guess that's the first thing to cover, really. The fact that I have hit 10K on Insta, which isn't, um, you know, I know for a lot of brands that's really achievable. But actually for like a personal brand, like a, obviously it's a business account and it's there to add value to other businesses. But as a person, it is quite hard these days to grow those numbers and we do see quite slow growth and a lot a lot of people have been in touch with me a lot of like coaches and service providers and course creators since saying I just can't get any traction like what's the secret and I don't really I don't think there is a secret it's the set you know all these things it's down to I think the thing that made the difference for me I think what it does really come down to is about having that goal so breaking down that goal of it, yeah, of the number, I guess. What's the number you want to get to if it's 5K, 10K, 20K? And how are you going to get there? So looking back over your insights and looking at what's made the biggest difference for you so far. So what's getting the likes? What's getting the saves? What's getting the shares? What's getting the follows? And depending on your objective, your objective might not be numbers on Insta. It might just be that you know, you can see from your analytics that Instagram's a really good traffic source for your blog or your econ business or your um like bookings if you're a coach or something so it might just be actually about getting more reach and it's not the number of followers you're so bothered about but it's it's getting that reach so it's been really clear about knowing those goals let's take for example that it is followers because that's a really kind of concrete goal isn't it 
And it was certainly mine. Some people might call it, you know, vanity. Maybe it is, is a bit of vanity, a bit of kind of validation in there. That you know, the main thing for me really was getting that swipe up. I just wanted to be able to send people directly to the link rather than having to say, you know, link in bio all the bloody time. <laughs> so having that swipe up has been really handy, although I am going to tell you, like, not many people swipe up. I don't know if I got a bit giddy and I've been overusing it a bit. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's it. People are like, yeah, we get it. You've got to swipe up. You don't have to use it on every goddamn post. So maybe as I as I kind of chill out with it a bit, maybe people will start swiping up a bit more. Um, so getting to 10K, what can I tell you about it? The main thing, and I've I sent an email um out about this to my like my newsletter. So if you want to get on that, sign up to my weekly newsletter because I'm always giving like handy insights into stuff like that so I would say the first thing and this isn't going to be a surprise to anyone is like hashtag research I've said this before really really important it's been a massive massive part of my growth so really understanding the hashtags that you should be using I if I look back over my posts I generally get about 70% of my impressions from my hashtags which means that 70% of the people seeing any any one post weren't originally following me and that's not to say that they will all now follow me but it's just about increasing that reach also for me one of the things that we use my Instagram for is part of our funnel for getting people into my business or into soup or you know it has to have a business objective and a, and a massive part of that is about me reaching new people that we can help in the hub in the econ growth hub and what we've actually found since I've been aggressively growing my Instagram and this will be really interesting I'm sure to a lot of people who have like memberships or courses or some something that they're trying to sell we've actually been able to cut our CPA by about two thirds by just using my instant my warm instagram traffic so instagram engagement as a retargeting audience in our funnel so just using that specifically we found that the people that come in through instagram because i'm spending time engaging and helping and sharing value we're attracting the right people so when we then show them our offer on on facebook or instagram or wherever we're catching them they're far more likely to, you know, they're the right people. So it's costing us much less and they're far more likely to come and join up for the hub and know that that's what they want and that we can give them the help that they need. And 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 they're the right people. So they stay for longer. They're nicer to have in there. They We enjoy helping them. You know, it's a really kind of positive cycle. So really understanding, I guess that comes back to the objectives again, doesn't it? Really understanding this is going to take me time, like to grow my Instagram is going to take me time. Is it worth it? What numbers am I tracking? And where am I, where in my kind of marketing ecosystem or funnel does my Instagram activity sit? Because yes, it's an app. Yes, it's a photo sharing app. But ultimately, it's a marketing device. It's a marketing platform. And if we're not using that with intent or or measuring the num the relevant numbers, then it's a waste of our time. You know, we shouldn't really be using it. Or let's call it what it is. It's just that we like scrolling and we love seeing people's pictures and making connections on there, which is also fine. But it just might mean let's not spend five hours a day on there. Let's spend let's let's really cut that down to half an hour a day and get some goddamn work done. <laughs> so it's really important to know 
your objective, uh, objectives on there. That's the first thing. So so hashtag, hashtag research, number one, really, really important. Go and read my blog. I do a full breakdown on there of how I personally do hashtag research. Engaging, so changing your viewpoint on what Instagram is and really viewing it as a community and being as good a, you're not a broadcaster, you're on there as a member of the community. So yes, you're sharing value, but you're also there to support people in your community who are sharing value with you. And that means replying to your DMs, engaging on other people's content, responding to comments on your posts. Please, please respond to comments on your posts. The more you can kind of get this engagement up, And this isn't about becoming a slave to Instagram. This is about being strategic. So when you make a post, make sure you've got 10, 20 minutes afterwards just to hang around and answer those first few comments that come in. Again, answering your DMs. I'm sure a lot of you follow Lorna Lux. She's a big, a really big influencer, does a lot of clothing collections within the style. And she's really got a a lovely um, feed and very, very nice tone about her. She's like really cool, always off traveling and stuff. She's got over a million followers and she answers every single DM that she gets. Even if it's just a little emoji or like a little yay, she'll answer every single DM. And and yes, it's a full-time job, of course. That makes it completely different. But can you imagine DMs from a mi- I can't keep up with mine now. She's got a million, but I've got 10,000 followers and she's got a million. So it blows my mind how she does that. And she's very, very open about the fact that no one else has access to her Instagram. It is all her answering them. So I think it it just kind of shows how important it is to be responsive. That doesn't mean, as I said, that doesn't mean you have to be a slave to it. It means that you can batch it and you can like spend 20 minutes a day going through your DMs and let's not feel bad for not answering them all at once. We'll get round to them when we can, even if it's just telling that person, you know, just double tap in so they know that you appreciate their comment. It's really important to respond to your DMs, respond to your comments, be uh, an upstanding member of your community and someone that people like, you know, respect and they're, they're, they're uh, appreciative of you taking the time to respond to their comment. I think that's a really nice place to be. And I guess the third thing is about the content. So really considering your content. And again, by that, I don't mean being a slave to Instagram. I just mean having a really good idea of what your audience wants to hear. So remembering that Instagram is not about what you want to tell people. It's about what they want to hear is is really the first step in hitting those goals. So really understanding your place in your community and the kind of content that people appreciate from you. And that all comes down to your insights. So check your insights regularly see what content people are responding to whether that's uh, liking sharing saving commenting on really get a grip on those insights and understand what people are responding to is a really important part of starting to grow your instagram so all that said i put an insta story out this week and said celebrate 10k i want to make this all about you um not so much about me i just wanted to go over those those brief points so hashtag research engaging with your community 
and um, getting a really solid content plan together. And that comes down to understanding your insights. And my top three tips, really, I do go into this in more detail on my blog. So check out that if you want to read it. That's in my main link on um, Instagram or on amandaperry.co.uk. And I have just sent out a newsletter. So if you want to sign up for it and want me to send that out, just drop me a DM and I can send that to you. So I've got a few questions here from people. Sarah from Tommy and Rex has asked, is there ever a right time to scale or should you just go for it? Now, I work with Sarah in the hub and on my accelerator. So I think Sarah means ad specifically. But let's talk about this in terms of your business, whether there's a right time to scale your business, because ultimately one depends on the other. A right time to scale your business really comes down to, I say this a lot, you'll hear me say this a lot, and I guess I've just said it with the Instagram thing, like, what is your goal? What is your vision for your life right now? So in the in the short term future, in the next six to 12 months, what is the vision for your life? If you're if you've got, I don't know, a a brand new baby, newborn baby, I believe they're called (laughs) brand new baby. If you've got a newborn baby and, you know, a busy household and you're struggling to kind of keep the, the wheels on with the rate that the business is going right now. Maybe now isn't the time to scale, you know, if you're not, you have to understand that in order to scale your business, it's going to take time, focus and money to scale, even if that is about you increasing sales and finding a fulfillment house. But it could be increasing sales and building out a bigger team, increasing sales and having to not only build out a bigger team, but find a bigger unit for them to go in. Building out a bigger team means a lot of recruitment and training and ongoing training and onboarding and mistakes and costly mistakes. And, you know, there's a lot more to it, to scaling. So. I would say that the right the right time to scale in terms of your the sense of your broader business is very a very very personal thing. If it's just you running your business and you want to scale then please make sure you have the systems in place to be able to do that. You know, I I think scaling your business for me scaling an e-com business comes down to mindset People, process and product. It's those people, process, product are the main things and you have to add in their mindset. I don't think you can, you know, do a 100k a month business on the same mindset you did a 10k a month business with. It just doesn't work. You have to work on your mindset. So, So getting those four things right is absolutely key. And people comes down to, you know, you're growing the team or you're growing out suppliers in terms of fulfillment centers and partnerships. Product is, have you got the right product? Have you got the right offer? Is it at the right price? Do you have the right, you know, marketing in place? And process really comes down to, um, do you have the right process and systems in place to be able to scale your business? There's a lot of infrastructure goes goes into running a 100k a month business or a 200k a month business that you just don't need when you're doing 10k months and you're kind of all over everything and you know absolutely everything that's going on you know 50k 100k a month there's you're not going to know that level of detail there's a lot more that goes into a business doing that those kind of figures that you just you just don't need when you're doing 10k. So so those four things for me it's it's mindset, people, process, product, 
are absolutely key. In terms of ads, the right time to scale is is annoyingly kind of kind of the same thing. It comes down to knowing your numbers, knowing what's profitable for you. And I would say scaling at the lowest possible margin you can you can afford to scale so if you can afford if you could afford to scale at break even because you have money in the business that you can afford that but you know you've got a product that the customer is going to keep coming back time and time again then you've already won you know the person that's going to pay the highest for for that acquisition is going to win so if you can afford to scale at break even you you will ultimately win not many small businesses can afford to do that they need to be profitable you know on day one from that first sale what i would say is the difference we've seen between people whose expectations are um you know i need a five six seven times roas and people who really know their numbers and know that they can afford to scale at maybe a two times two and a half times the difference is is kind of night and day you know and there's always those unicorn businesses i shared a a screenshot last week of one of our clients who who gets a 60 times return consistently and that's doing 600 grand a month they are unicorn businesses you know that is not about ads a lot of people got in touch with me and said i want that how how much for that you know i want to join you i want you to do that for me that is not a unicorn but that is not um normal that's not ads doing that for you that's the hard work that's gone into building the business building an engaged community a product that people love newness every month that people are just coming back for time and time again you know ads really is just the kind of jetpack that um that helps you increase those numbers every month and get up to those those high six six um figure figure months so I know that's quite a broad answer, Sarah, but I hope it helps. I mean, it kind of, do, both answers, I guess, come down to you and your capacity and understanding of the numbers and also just your situation. Like I'm so, I'm so not into this narrative of like, you know, scale, like bigger, faster, harder kind of um kind of narrative I just think it's really dangerous I just don't think everyone's in that position and I don't think there's anything wrong with us being in a position you know as women in business where maybe there are other considerations of young children that you're the primary caregiver for or whatever that situation is and right now actually I'm okay with a 10 with a 10,000 pound month because I know that in a year's time or two years time things all look completely different I'm going to start putting the, the wheels in motion for that right now on the other hand if you have an appetite for building out a team there are definitely ways of doing that even if you are the primary caregiver you know even if you've only got two or three hours a day I still believe you can build a really really successful business and that's more about appetite time management and and systems so I hope that helps so the next question, Jess from Squiffy Print. I have social media fatigue. Oh my God. I have social media fatigue after a few busy months. How can I get back on my game? Yeah, this is really difficult, isn't it? Do you know what? A lot of people, I have this conversation with a lot of people who've got 30,000. Well, actually, Jess, you've got a lot of followers, don't you? But like quite big accounts where like, 
I don't know. It doesn't seem to get any better. I think that's. I don't think that's great news for any of us, does it? But <laughs> is it? But it doesn't seem to get any better. I would say. Do you know what I would say? Go into your insights. This is such a geeky, boring answer, but go into your insights, scroll back over the last, like, like go to your content, go to the last 30 days and just have a play around in there. Just see what content people you get the most likes on. Maybe even go back to the last six months and go back and remind yourself the kind of content people have been responding to. Even go back to the last year. If it's like, if it's a case of it was kind of pre-lockdown that you feel like you were really on your game, go back that far. Obviously, the reason I say 30 days is because we want to know what people are responding to now, which is potentially different to what they were responding to a year ago. But if you want to remind yourself of the content you used to produce that people used to love, maybe go back to like, so I would do like, um a year ago then six months then the last 30 days and just look at people what the the content that people have engaged the most with and liked the most and maybe saved and shared and those kind of soft stats and just really see what was working for you before and see if you can get some motivation from that maybe even go back to scratch to you know the drawing board in terms of are you happy with your feed like do you enjoy creating the content that you're creating or if you were starting the account from scratch what how how would you make it look and what would you do and maybe that's about like going onto Pinterest and finding some images that inspire you and some colors and maybe just switching things up a bit if it's not ultimately you have to be enjoying it don't you it's even if you weren't enjoy, even if your audience were enjoying it, but you just hated every minute, it still wouldn't be worth it, would it? <laughs> but if if neither of those are happening, maybe go back to the drawing board and get creative again and think. I personally love your funny quotes and that kind of thing. So maybe if they're the thing that are doing well, maybe batch a load of those or just just switch up the style a bit if it's something that you're you're kind of feeling stuck in a rut with at the moment. I don't have a name on this one, but it's um, from Uffy Shoes. How long has it taken you to build your business? I'm building Uffy Shoes and it's crazy. Yep. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to the world of small business. So my business isn't e-com, so it is slightly different. I mean, for if to just to answer the question, like I would say this has really been our first full year in business in terms of like I've had the hub about a year, um, soup in its entirety has been going just over two years but it was only kind of halfway through last year that I got back from New Zealand so we just had a really there was just the two of us until uh, October of last year and and even going into lockdown we went into lockdown with like six of us total including my husband Steve um and then we've come out of it with there's nearly 20 on the team now so it this has really been the first full year but we're not comparing like for like there you've got I believe you've got an econ business so we're not comparing like for like uh how long does it take so if I pretend the question is how long does it take an econ business to grow to build that's like literally so different for everyone I would say 
uh, I'm not even going to say, I was about to say, if you don't have any traction in your first year, maybe you need to look at your offering or your product. But I wouldn't even say that's true because it's just different for everyone. It depends how much you've got to invest in the beginning. It depends how much you've learned in terms of like digital marketing, driving traffic to your website. It just depends on so many things. I think for you, I would have a look at your product, make sure you've got the right product there. Um, make sure you've got the right offering and really look at the content, look at how you're standing out as a point of difference. If you mean it's crazy as in crazy hard, then look at your product, make sure that that's right. If you mean it's crazy as in crazy good, but I'm guessing you don't because you're asking me how long to build. Um, So yeah, I would just go back and look at your brand as a whole, make sure it fits together. I'm not going to read out your full name here because because of the nature of the question, but someone called Stephanie has said, how do I get the balls to quit my job and go solo? <laughs> I don't think this is about balls um, and not just because I'm a feminist. I think it, this is about, um, it's like that tapering, a sort of pit, like tapering effect, isn't it? So depending on what your business is, I think it's about working really smart outside of your um, job and building up your clients or your revenue or whatever your business is, building up your revenue to a point where, like the the really good thing about when I get asked this question, the person who's asking it to me is like, how how am I ever going to replace my salary? You know, how am I going to replace this stable, like reliable salary? And I I love answering that question because the salary is normally, let's say a normal salary, somewhere between, I don't know, say 1,500, 2,500 a month, maybe 3,000 a month. When you start breaking that down into what you actually need to do in your business, it is so achievable. It's just that you're coming at it almost from the negative point of view of like, oh my God, how am I ever going to replace this salary? And I'm coming at it from like, that's, that's not like that's not much to replace (laughs) you know you can replace that much money and the opportunities are endless so at the moment you're in a job where you've got this finite salary yes it's um reliable yeah it's stable that kind of thing but it's a kind of finite number that's that's all you can earn in your job without you know promotions pay rises that kind of thing you're going into a business where the sales are infinite, money is infinite. If you get the right product and the right people and the right processes and the right the right marketing, then the sales are finite and the money is finite. So I think it's really a case, Stephanie, of building up your um revenue outside of the outside of the job to a point where you think. So when I last I mean I had I last had like a proper job about 15 years ago. And that's what it was for me. I got to a point where I was like, okay, I can do this. I could see I wasn't quite there. I wasn't quite at replacing my salary, but I could see that it was possible. And and that's when I took the leap. And I think there is a point when you have to take a leap and without knowing your situation in terms of whether there's a partner there contributing to a salary or, you know, like dependent, like kids depending on you and that kind of thing. And I know there are variables in that sense, but I would just sit down and really work out the numbers, work out what you, what you absolutely have to cover each month to pay the bills. So what you need to, to break even in your life and your business and everything, what do you have to earn? And then how can you get there? How many of your, depending on your average order value, how many sales do you need to make a month 
to get there. And I would start from there. I'd say that's a pretty good place to start. And the last one is Katie from the Hey It Gets Better podcast, which is nice. Hey, Katie. Um, what do you do to relax at the end of the day? I have to be careful how I answer this because my husband's going to edit it and he knows whatever answer I give is probably going to be a lie <laughs> because if, well, so for me, relaxing is, you know, on Instagram, like tying up my work from the day, answering emails, drawing out like, I don't know, maybe something to do with the team or planning out something for the hub or for new products that I'm bringing out um, or working with like a coaching client or something. That is relaxing for me. For him, relaxing is watching the football or watching TV or, you know, and, and so there's a few different things, isn't there? There's one thing is like, what is, what is, what feels relaxing to you, but then objectively looking at it thinking, does that is it just relaxing because it's what I'm used to and it's what and maybe like my body's just so used to running on this adrenaline <laughs> that it just it just feels fine like it's just a little bit less adrenaline so it feels like relaxing I guess what I'm saying in like a you know I know this isn't a confessional but I need to I do need to get better at relaxing and I also need to appreciate that you know I am married yeah I don't have kids but I am married and so my my our relaxation has to sort of fit together doesn't it and if it's important to Steve that we sit and watch a film together then I have to make time for that and I'm you know really I'm really really conscious of that that I do have to start relaxing in a way that is more acceptable or more um yeah more acceptable to normal people I guess (laughs) so I mean that in the most um you know independent kind of uh understanding way possible I'm not saying like oh I need to please people around me I'm saying I need to get better at relaxing and and sometimes it does concern me that I I struggle to relax so I think it's a really good question and it's definitely something that I need to to focus on I think do you know what I love a bath I do love a bath so I will most nights I will finish work about I don't know eight o'clock something like that and I will like have a bath and relax and maybe listen to a podcast. Um, but I can't hand on heart. I can't tell you that my brain stops. Like I can't tell you that my brain stops when I get in the bath. In fact, sometimes I think my brain gets more active the more I relax. Maybe that's why I don't relax. This is turning into like a Seinfeld episode or something, isn't it? I don't want that. Um I'd be interested to know what you guys do to relax at the end of the day. Come over to Instagram and tell me that. Maybe you can give me some inspiration. So anyway, that is the um few questions that I've chosen to answer today. If you do have questions for next week, make sure you drop them to me on Instagram. I'll I'll I always ask at some point through the week and you can tell me. I'm gonna give you guys a shout out. So it's Tommy and Rex Gifts, um, Squiffy Print, Stephanie. I'm not gonna give you a shout out just in case um whoever your employer is is listening. 
uh, Offy Shoes and Katie from Hey It Gets Better. I'll give you, um, I'll add you into the show notes as well. Thank you guys for listening. Apologies again for not putting one out last week. If you have any questions about growing your own Instagram account, I know loads of you have been asking me in like DMs on Instagram and I'm really happy to help, but obviously it's something I would rather share. So send me your questions and I'm going to put together a mega, mega blog post on it. So send me your questions on Insta. I'm going to collect them all and I'll answer them all in this blog post so that I can like send you the link and you can go and read all of them. It'll be much more useful than me just uh trying to answer you in a hurry on instagram so thank you guys for this week it's been an absolute belter it's been a roller coaster and i without turning this into an oscar speech i couldn't have you know i couldn't have hit that 10k without you earlier in the so in february i was on 2000 so to think that i would have hit 10k in six months i would have just absolutely laughed at you but i've just found a bit of a stride and and created like a really nice community around me and I'm really grateful to all you guys guys being part of that so thank you very much I hope you enjoyed the podcast if you did please make sure you download uh review I would love some reviews uh Apple iTunes in particular really really loves it when you get a review and it helps you get up the charts so if you haven't reviewed it yet I would really love you to review it only if you enjoyed it if you didn't then maybe keep it to yourself (laughs) I doubt you've got this far if you didn't enjoy it to be fair and if you've got a friend that's in small business that you think would benefit from it too maybe share it with them that would be really useful too I hope you all have a great week I'll speak to you I'm sure on Instagram or in the hub or something and I'll be back with you next week have a great week see you guys (laughs) 